Welcome to Niners Talk with John, Tim, and Brian. Let's talk Niners. What's happening, everybody? It's John coming to you live from the Homestead Resort in Hot Springs, Virginia. I'm on vacation, but Niners Talk never goes on vacation. I'm joined by my brother Tim, my brother from another brother, Brian. What's happening, everyone? How you feeling? Well, I think I should know that Niners Talk never goes on vacation because this is the first time I've been home in like three weeks to do the podcast. Uh, I'm right there with you, John. I, I feel your pain of tracking a laptop and a microphone all over the country. So, yes. Brian, how you feeling? I'm doing good. Getting ready for vacation myself. So looking forward to it. Looking forward to this week. Tomorrow's my last day of work. Nice. So. All right. Well, nothing like the last day of work. So uh, if you're listening, if you would be so kind to leave us a review, give us a like, follow us on Spotify, podcast, or, or Amazon. But I think we're today's topic is we're going to talk about the game, quote unquote, that happened in Las Vegas and what we hope to see in the Broncos game on Saturday. First off, Tim. Is it time to panic? It is absolutely time to panic. If you look at social media and you read the Twitter, we might as well just pack up the season now. So, but <laughs> yeah, I the 49ers did not make many believers out of anyone after a 34-7 trouncing by the Las Vegas Raiders. But I think let's get a little dose of perspective before we go and dissect the game. And that is... How much do you think we'll be talking about this game three, four weeks from now? Probably, we probably won't be. That's the hint. Second thing is, I looked at the Raiders preseason record last year. They went 4-0. So, just just goes to show you that. And I also looked up the 49ers, I think it was their 2016 record. And they were 4-0 in the preseason. I think under Chip Kelly. Uh, Might have been 17, I can't remember. And we went two and 14. So let's just keep things in perspective. It's a preseason game. Well, Brian, how are you feeling about the game in Vegas? I have, I'm not panicking. I'm just going with the flow. It was just a preseason game. I'm, on, I'm, I'm agreeing with Tim on this one. It was, it was just a preseason game and nothing else. Um, they just didn't bring intensity just from my initial thoughts. And that's something they'll have to correct this weekend coming up so my panic meter is at the point where the titanic hit the iceberg <laughs> what no everybody's still okay with it <laughs> the ship's like afloat still all right but there's a little sense of doom around the ship now maybe things aren't so bad below the waterline of the titanic but then maybe they are so i was really I'll be honest, I was really disappointed. I was hoping for a little bit more from the Niners as a team. But granted, they had some pretty hard practices the two days before. A very long week being away from home. So I get it. I know it's not time to panic, but I would have liked to have seen a little bit more, you know. But 
out of everyone who seems to be panicking or creating alternative narratives, this week's award goes to Grant Cohn. <laughs> so, Tim, what is old Grant up to these days? Well, the you know, Twitter Grant verse? and I have, and you, we have, we have talked about this many times where he will post something on Twitter and I usually just roll my eyes. So this week, uh, the tweet uh, Mr. Cohn put out was that if Trey Lance had played well in this game, they would be a lot of pressure, apparently. That's what I'm inferring, that he would have to start, he would start in week one. And Shanahan, his words, can't let that happen. I don't know why. If a quarterback's playing well, I think you start him. That's kind of just how logic, I think, flows. Uh, so he called a bunch of passes. Apparently, that was not to Lance's strength. Again, I'm inferring that. And... Uh, this was not the typical 49er offense. First of all, I think, you know, we have enough conspiracy theories uh, going out there in society right now. We don't need one more uh, going into the NFL. Um, so my response to Mr. Cohen is, you know, do you think we also fake the moon landings? Is Elvis uh, still alive and is the earth is, is the earth flat? So, yeah, I, I think we could probably spend another several minutes of me talking about the background and the psychology of Mr. Cohn, but that would probably waste valuable listening time. So I would say to our listeners, you want a good chuckle, you want to feel superior, go check out his tweets, respond. Can, You'll feel uh, Remind yourself. us, Tim, where do, who does he write for? Last I heard, he wrote for the Santa Rosa Press Democrat. But he's certainly not writing for the New York Times. I'll just put it that way. Or The Athletic. But granted, we're not writing for the New York Times ourselves, so, you know. <laughs> In some ways, I feel bad for Grant Cohn because his dad was a much better writer. Uh, but his dad was Lowell Cohn, who wrote for The Chronicle for years. Uh, anyway, but, you know, he does bring up a good point. There was obviously the first comparison that we could see in a game situation of Trey Lance versus Sam Darnold. And... Initial, my initial reaction when I watched the game was Trey Lance just looked like he was a beat off. He just didn't look like he was ready to pull the trigger uh, on some of these plays. And then you watch uh, Sam Darnold come in. He was very decisive. You watched Aiden O'Connell from the Raiders. Very decisive. One look, boom, out. Brian, what were your initials impressions of Lance versus Darnold? You know, initially, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I didn't watch a lot of the game. Um, I had some um, conflicting stuff happening at the same time, but I did watch some of it live. He looked a little rushed. He looked like, he looks like the type of person uh, who needs a little bit more playing time just to get some more practice. Like, you know, I mean, I've, I've heard all mm -hmm. these things that, you know, he probably only played, what, one year of college and then, you know, then the pandemic hit. So it, just to the casual eye, as as someone like myself, I, I'm thinking he probably needs to just get in more game situations, practice situations, game situations, feel more comfortable. But the, on the other hand, the other quarterback, O'Connell, pretty darn good for the Raiders, so from what I could see. Yeah, he looked, he looked great. I was like, who is this guy? Tim? Yeah, I think you, well... I think if you had not watched the game, if you had looked at Trey Lance's numbers, uh, he was 10 of 15, 112 yards and touchdown. And if you didn't watch the game, you'd think, hey, great game. But uh, he was sacked four times. I want to say at least two of those, maybe three, were plays that he frankly should have gotten the ball out a lot sooner. 
and mm-hmm. the offensive line wasn't doing him many favors. But there were some balls that he threw that I would wince at because it they either seemed rushed or he was throwing into coverage. And we can go back to that touchdown play where the defensive, he's rolling to his left. He thinks he has a window. He tries to thread the needle. And I see the defensive back come out in, you know from the corner of my eye, and I went, oh, boy. And I just immediately thought interception. Very fortunate it wasn't an interception. It happened to bounce right into Dwelly's hands. The Niners get a touchdown. But I'll say this right now. I, I don't think there is any conversation of Lance going into the number one spot. That is obviously Brock Purdy's. Uh, we did mm-hmm. see Darnold a little bit. Well, I'm sure we'll get to him, his performance uh, in the second half. But no, Trey Lance did not make any believers out of, uh, I think, anyone who watched that game. I will say that the player that I was actually a little bit m- more disappointed in than Trey Lance was Jake Moody. After hearing so many things about him in training oh. camp, two missed field goals, one at the end of the first half and one uh, in the second half as well. I mean, it was a hook and it was a slice. So he, we, that's that's the one, that's the position that that does concern cool. me right now. I would have expected a little bit um, I mean, better that, performance, but he is a rookie kick, and it's only three seasons. So keep that in perspective. That Brian? first kick of his was a fifty-eight yarder. So, you know, I mean, I know he's been hitting them in practice in a game situation. Yeah, I mean, he, that happened. Yeah, I mean, and I, I and obviously on this podcast i've been a huge jake moody proponent because you know he's he's a rookie he could be the next justin tucker but he's got to hit him what i did see from moody which was good is he was very good at placing kickoffs into corners however we did not draft him to kick off into corners we we drafted him to kick between the those big that big yellow h as they said, he'd come to America. So I'm really hoping that it was just one of those, hey, it's my first NFL game. I'm nervous. I'm not sure, like, never kicked in Vegas. I don't have my routine down yet. Whatever. But we'll see. You know, at the very least, we still have Zane, Gonzalez, and Robbie Gould is still out there looking for a job. So, you know, they, the Niners do have options, but... Yeah, that was really that was really disappointing. But Tim, what uh, getting back to the quarterback yeah. situation? Uh, what did you think of of Sam Darnold? I thought he just looked a lot more comfortable in the pocket. Uh, I thought you know he was getting the ball out a lot quicker. He was doing some three step drops, and perhaps Shanahan mixed up the play calling a little bit more uh, to suit Darnold. Maybe he wanted to see how Lance was going to. He wanted to see Lance use his legs to try to escape and make make something happen, uh, which is something I always like in a quarterback. But he did come in in the third quarter. At that point, you know, the Raiders were playing uh, their, their third stringers. You know, they're the people who were on the bubble. So mm-hmm. we have to take that into consideration. But I will say the pass that impressed me the most from Darnold was when he hit Bell for, I think it was yeah. close to a 30-yarder right down. So that was a beautiful pass that he threw there. So... And I, I think, you know, from watching him in the, in the, uh, watching him drop back, I, he's a lot more mobile than I would have guessed. So, uh, that's another thing, uh, to consider. So I wouldn't be surprised upcoming, you know, week we see, you know, maybe the, the switcheroo, we see, uh, Darnold go, uh, up Lance and we'll see uh, what the story is there. 
Yeah, I just thought he just looked a lot more poised. Yeah. He looked like he was, oh, he, he he knew where to go with the ball. He knew what he wanted. And I thought, yeah, I thought the play to Ronnie Bell down the sidelines was fantastic. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if Shanahan gives Trey one more one more chance at the one. Uh, or if, if they have Purdy start this weekend. Uh, but let's get to some other some other players. Yeah, you mentioned Ronnie Bell. Uh, he was a really, to me, was a great standout. He was he was decisive. He had that nice end around. He had the great catch. I honestly think the interception uh, that he had was that went, one that those, went through like, his hands. Yeah, it was like one of those like we've seen receivers do that. Sure, it just happens. You know, he didn't wear the right gloves. You know, but I was really impressed with him. But I will tell you who I was really impressed with, who I didn't really even know about until I watched, was Deshaun Jameson from Texas. And you know how there's guys who are punt returners Mm -hmm. who just have a nose for finding open spots? And I can think of guys who played for the Niners like Ted Ginn Jr. and Ricky James. I think Deshaun Jameson has that nose yeah. for for punt returns and kick returns. He looked he looked great. He did, and Ali, I, I think t- at least two of his returns were nullified by penalties. But you know, we're not looking at the penalties. I mean, obviously, you don't want them. But I just thought, uh, you know, my, negating those, he had some great returns, and even you could just see how how smooth he is on his feet. He just has a a, mm-hmm. a lot of quickness to him. But we're leaving out Brian, and uh, I do want to get his thoughts on the matter as well. Yeah, Brian, who stood out? I was just about to well, segue you know, over. To be honest, Tim I, I didn't faster. watch much of the game. I did see the uh, the the ball through the hands of Ronnie Bell. He was trying to catch it over his head, and you know I saw that. Um, I've heard just Deshaun Jameson, yes, as you said. Um, I did see Embry Thomas make some good plays here or there. Um, I think he had a really good tackle. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Let's see. You guys maybe can talk about Fumagalli. I don't. Um, I didn't really kind of focus on him. Uh, first of all, that's like the greatest tight end name ever, <laughs> Fumagalli. I mean, you 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 can't be anything but either an offensive lineman or a tight end with Fumagalli as your last name. But yes, Fumagalli, I thought was was very good. Um, caught a lot of passes. Looked like he was knowing where to go. Uh, was downfield a lot blocking. I was pretty impressed. Um, but yes, you're right on Ambry Thomas. Looked like a different player very sure of himself throwing his body around nice breakup uh, pass couple, he had exactly i was just about to say a nice breakup pass he really stood out uh, and then in my last one uh, that stood out for me was brown the new safety um he had in the first half just a great tackle down by the goal line kept guy out you know again obviously kind of knew where he was uh, but yeah, I thought those for me were just some of the standouts that I saw that just kind of jumped out on on screen. Tim, anyone else that you can think of that really stood out? No, I think we've covered most of them. I maybe Womack a little bit. I thought he had a couple of nice plays in in the first half uh, for for tackles. But yeah, I, I think you know those are the things that that stood out to me the most. I was a little disappointed in the offensive line play. I wanted to see a little bit more uh, from Javon Kinlaw. I I thought he was getting up way too high on his blocks, and a couple times mm-hmm. he did over pursue play, uh, which allowed the Raiders' running game to 
pickup of the gas the Niners defense, basically. So uh, yeah. that was some other thing uh, that stood out to me. But again, you know, four sacks, multiple, multiple turnovers, uh, several penalties. So it was preseason football. Yeah, let's, I think that just brings us to just the stuff that unfortunately stood out because it was bad. Actually, I'll I'll say uh, one guy I I did I did uh, he's a rookie linebacker uh, D Winters uh, who was mm-hmm. playing the second half. I th- I saw a couple of plays where he was really covering sideline to sideline really well. So uh, he may I think he's a work in progress. Um, you know, at this point maybe practice squad, but. I saw some speed in that kid, and uh, he could be some. He's gonna be somebody I'm gonna keep an eye on in the Broncos game. Cool, Brian. Anything that stood out to you that you're just like, eh? Just from watching the game, the just. I mean, I know I saw Ty Davis Price get a couple carries. Uh, no, I was I was actually thinking about the um, just the lack of the the energy. Um, I think Tim, you were just kind of talking about that. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, you could definitely see it. Um, I don't know if they were just because they were practicing and somewhere it was really warm, um, or maybe they wanted to just kind of take it easy, kind of this first this first game. That's probably something that'll probably be corrected, obviously, when they're playing Denver at home next weekend. But yeah, that's one thing that mm-hmm. kind of stood out to me as being just kind of a huge. You, you could just kind of see that from from TV uh, that there was kind of a lack of energy yeah yeah i mean for me it was really the the offensive line just that was the only thing that was concerning because the lack of depth you know they didn't have really anybody in there who was a starter uh but you know don't want to have anybody go down and they just yeah it just looked like they were just like came out flat but but yeah you know it'll it'll be redemption time but before we get to our broncos previews brian it's time for Niners trivia. What do you got for Here us this go. week? All right. Here we go. We are, the Niners are going to be playing the Broncos, as we said, this weekend. The quarterback, who was the starter mm-hmm. before John Elway, and who was the starter after John Elway. Who did John Elway take over for? And who did he pass the reins to? Uh, do I Do I answer now or do we have to wait? Later. No, you answer now. Oh, you answer now? All right, time. John. Would you like to go first? Yeah, and then you check our answers after. Oh, okay. Um, after I want to say Jake Plummer. Before I can't remember. I want to say it's not Gary Kubiak. Definitely not Craig Morton. But Tim knows the answer, <laughs> so we'll just go with what Tim is. All right, Tim says. So the quarterback before <laughs> John Elway was Steve DeBerg. That'll be my answer. And the quarterback after John Elway was Brian Greasy. Okay. Ah, it's a good one. Let's move on. Question number two. Uh, which team and which sport other than football drafted John Elway? And bonus points if you can the tell New me. The New York Yankees and baseball. What position? He was a pitcher. Tim? I will go with the same answer as John. Next question. What team did Mike Shanahan previously serve as a head coach prior to serving as a head coach for Denver? So this is a tricky one because I think it's the Los Angeles Raiders, not the Oakland Raiders. Tim? The LA Raiders. Okay. Last question. uh, Talking about 
the Shanahans. What college did Kyle Shanahan go to, our fearless head coach? What position did he play for? And what was his first after college? Kind of a three-parter. He went to the University of Texas, and he was a wide receiver. And his first coaching job was with John Gruden in Tampa Bay as some kind of, you know, made-up title. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Intern boy. I don't know the answer. I, I will uh, I will defer to John on that one. I do want to wonder if I could go back and maybe change my answer to question one. I said Steve DeBerg. I'm going to go ahead and say Craig Morton instead. Okay. Check. Oh. Got it. But Steve DeBerg was on that 82 team. Yeah. There you go. There Steve I go. DeBerg was all over the place. How long did he play for, like 400 years? He could still play, I'm uh, sure. He's probably in some league in a... Uh, a in a senior <laughs> citizen's home somewhere. He has a big tattoo of Steve DeBerg on his back. So let's talk <laughs> redemption time. So Broncos preview. What do we want to see this week, Brian? Well, I mean, based on the notes here, and I'm, I'm, I, I would definitely want to see just some more placement kicks for Jake Moody. You know, I know he made the PAT. He got that. But just... Get him in a range, maybe make a 30-yarder, a 20-yarder, a 40-yarder. Just just keep him short and just keep him busy. I'd love to see something like that. Um, and then I also probably talked about this was just just a little bit more energy from the whole team. And I'm sure they're going to bring that because they mm -hmm. you know slightly embarrassed on that national game, even though it was preseason. Do we know if there are going to be more starters in this one or is that the next game? Well, typically it, uh, well, it's, they we're, we're now playing three preseason games as opposed to four from a couple of years ago. Typically the third preseason game was your dress rehearsal. So I would imagine, uh, this will be the dress rehearsal for the 49ers. So I imagine we will see Purdy at least for a series, maybe two, uh, we'll hope we'll may, we might see a few more starters, but nothing that is going to put them in the harm's way, uh, because if there was a silver lining from the Raiders game, and let's continue this trend, we did not have any major injuries uh, coming out of that game. So, so that's a plus. And so I think, you know, I, what am I looking for? The Broncos game. I'll, I'll echo what Brian just said. Maybe a little more crispness, a little more enthusiasm, maybe another type, just a, a couple of nice drives and some plays. You kind of go, oh, that was a nice one. I can see how that could develop, mm -hmm. you know, something like that. Yeah, I think that's what uh, what we'll be looking for here, just an improvement on on the first uh, week's loss to the Raiders. I think I just really want to see Jake Moody hit some. I mean, because I, we don't want him to be the guy who the Niners drafted the kicker who has the yips. So, like, just put that behind that. Stop that narrative. Plus, he's going to have to kick a kick in a game-winning situation at some point. Uh, so, yeah, might as well try it now. Honestly, I, as much as I have doubted, I would actually like to see Trey Lance go out and have a decent game just because I feel like the kid deserves like one good game. Just like it just all of a sudden clicks for him and he just goes out there and looks decent. And then the only other one that was a little bit of disappointment in the Raiders game for me is Cameron Latu. Um, he had that. He caught a catch, and he turned up field, and he was dragging people along, and then he fumbled the ball. So i kind of like to see him step up a bit. Uh, but he looks like he's going to be a bit of a project, so he may be 
you know, practice squad material. Um, but yeah, I think just seeing a little bit more pep in their step. Still early, you know, the Titanic just hit the iceberg. Nothing's wrong. We'll be fine. I could, I could go off on this analogy so much. I almost want to ask you, who's going to be the Leonardo DiCaprio who, you know, takes the 49ers and puts the team on the door, you know, so they don't Jimmy drown. Garoppolo already got off the boat. So, but yeah, I, I'm just looking, I'm looking forward to seeing a better version of what I saw last week because it wasn't good. So anyway, uh, so Brian. You want to give us the sure. answers? Okay, number one, name the two quarterbacks to start before John Elway and after. 1982, the main starter was Steve DeBerg in that strike-shortened year, so it was Steve DeBerg. Ah. 1999, yes, Tim, it was Brian Greasy. So, the Niners quarterback coach today. Uh, number two. Huh? like how you uh, weave that in. Number two, which team... Uh, other than football, drafted um, John Elway. It was the New York Yankees in 1981, and he was drafted for two positions, center field and uh, a pitcher. So, Oh, I know about center field. Enough, he was drafted six spots ahead of Tony Gwynn. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No yeah. kidding. Number three, uh, the LA Raiders, 1988-89. And he got fired. For Art Shell, so Art Shell took over his. Spot. Al Davis fired a coach. Yeah, Art Art Shell uh, <laughs> did come in. No, I I just I that was just when you read about the relationship between Mike Shanahan and Al Davis, it just was never going to work. It was just oil and water. But Al Davis did hire Art Shell, first African American uh, football coach in the NFL. So I, I have to give him. Uh, I have to commend him for that. Yeah. And then. Number cool. four, which college did Kyle go to? He started off at Duke, but he didn't play. He redshirted that year, and then he transferred to Texas, uh, where he was a wide receiver. And uh, so, John, you got that right. And then his first coaching job was actually with UCLA in 2003 as a graduate assistant under, um, was it Carl Durrell? I think that's the name. And then after that, he moved on to uh, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. So. To intern boy. Gotcha. <laughs> You don't think his dad got him a job, dude. <laughs> Always helps to have All those right. connections. Well, last but not least, because it's a little on the shorter side, this is the vacation version of the podcast, is stuff we bought on Amazon this week. So, Tim, anything? John, I have been out of the house for over 10 days. I have not bought a single thing this past week on Amazon. I'm sorry, I have nothing. Well... Guess we're just gonna have to keep doing this for free then. <laughs> Brian, you you buy anything on Amazon this week? Not on Amazon, but I did buy a, a second pair of running shoes. So as you know, I probably go through I always sit on two running shoes at a time. So I kind of go back and forth. Another pair of Brooks. Uh my favorite shout out. So sponsor money, Brooks been on here. And then uh through Roadrunner Sports. So um that's a chain that I buy. Why why do you have two pairs of running shoes because you don't you don't want to wear one out you got to like go back and forth between the two so yeah, absolutely i have one pair of running shoes for walking around and one pair of running shoes that i go running in it makes so all I'm kinds weird. of sense <laughs> how much do the brooks cost uh, they're about 140 to 160 yeah okay so this is where i'm i'm weirdly cheap <laughs> 
I will not buy a pair of running shoes until they're like literally about ready to fall off my feet, but I'll go out and drop 160 on dinner without even batting an eyelash. <laughs> Guess you got to have your priorities. Absolutely. This is going to save your knees. Or maybe you just don't run as much as you guys do. Yeah, that would probably do it. Anyway, so final thoughts, guys, before we wrap it up. What do we want? You know, we're not doing predictions. No, we don't do predictions. No, it's good to have football back. It's good to, uh, you know, critique a game after some uh, months of no football. And I, I think the Niners will be fine. Everybody can take a deep breath, and uh, we'll, we'll just move on to next week. It Ryan? will be A-OK. I think everyone this week, especially on KMBR, they were just going bananas, just just asking for, um, you know, let's trade, let's trade Trey Lance now type of situation. So... Let's get off that right. for now a little bit. Let it be and see what happens this weekend. So, yeah, looking forward to watching this this weekend's game. I, I, I just don't want it to be the Titanic. Just, huh. just stay afloat. If this not was week, lifeboats, if this was uh, week one, I'd say iceberg right ahead. But we're not in week <laughs> one. Uh, we haven't even left the port yet. So, let, or if got like Brock Purdy or Trent Williams get hurt already in this. Yeah, that's the Titanic overflow. Knock on wood. Let's not say anything. Do your yeah. We're gonna. <laughs> there yeah, go. there we go. All right, John, cool. you better wrap. That you note, better wrap this up because every, we're gonna say something that's gonna mess up the mojo. Yeah. On that. On that note, everybody, uh, thanks for tuning in. If you get a moment, you know, like us, subscribe, leave a review, uh, tell us what you think. But uh, enjoy the last little bits of summer, and we're out. Thanks, Faithful. Thanks, Niners Nation. Thanks, Niners Talk. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Niners Talk. Stay faithful.